0: life love this is george g and the time is right welcome to today's guest strong and powerful susan marufo susan are you ready to do this
1: i'm ready george let's do this thing
0: all right let's go susan is the founder of the samarasa center and is most well known for the teaching for teaching her wildly popular signature course yoga sex and death susan excited to have you on tell us a little about your personal life, some more about your work why you do what you do
1: Mm, why I do what I do well this course yoga sex and death mirrors my own journey over the past I don't know 15 years I was living in Dallas Texas at the time where I'm I am now it's rare that I'm here but I happen to be here now and I was working in advertising and I was married and I had just been living a life that was all the checks. You know, one of those stories, like I, all of these things that I was conditioned and taught to believe like, this is what you do to live a happy life. You have this house and you have this husband and you have this job and you, all of these external things. And I had all of those things, did my, was the good girl and did all the things I was supposed to do. And I was really unhappy and I was drinking a lot and very doing, you know, a lot of self-destructive behaviors. And I had no idea why I couldn't really put my finger on anything. And so I thought, well, I know what I have tried and I know that that hasn't worked. So I'm going to just start. I'm going to throw myself out there into the unknown and start trying different things and see if maybe something out there can can save me, can save this life of mine. And so I left. And, uh, I, I quit my job in advertising and I sold my house and, um, my husband and I attempted to stay together at this time, but I went, I moved out of the country and just got out of the life that I had lived for myself, uh, created for myself. And at the time was feeling very suffocated by, um, Knowing it was a life I had created for myself, no one had done it but me. So I just started looking for answers internally instead of, you know, externally as well, because I changed the whole setting, external setting, but mainly so that I could have some quiet and some time to go inside. So I did. And that just, sent me off on this journey of traveling the world and living in Asia, India, Thailand, and Europe, and Mexico, and um, studying yoga, and and the result of my journey and my my yoga practice, which to me is very tied to um, my sexual self and my sexual healing and that path, as well as the practices that I have practiced deeply and learned and taught over the years of for death and dying. So the the curriculum just poured out of me, you know, after my own, my own journey, it just mirrored that and it poured out of me and I thought, well, this is what I'm meant to be. This is what's meant to be moving through me. And I've been teaching it ever since. Of course it changes over the first time I taught it was in 2014 and it's changed and morphed. And there's been so many different variations of it over the years as my path has changed. And I discover more about myself and the world and my practice and other people. So that's what I'm doing now. And it, there's not, it's a whole different life. Everything did change, um, internally, externally. And I just feel, so thankful and so full of gratitude when I wake when I wake up in the morning these days.
0: Well, that's awesome. So you said it was 2014 when 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 you essentially started your hero's journey?
1: Yes. Yeah. It's often likened, yeah, to the hero's journey. Yeah. 2014.
0: And Indeed. it turns out it wasn't Dallas's fault.
1: Turns out. <laughs> turns out. Who would have thought? Or my ex husband's. Or, you know, it it just it seemed so real at the time, like the finger outward, you know, the projection of my own mind uh, onto other people. And so that is why I do what I do now, because I realize that fundamental, that fundamental learning or discovery that the this this world is just reflecting back to me in my own mind and what's going on up here. And so, um, that's what I work with people on. Really, if we just whittle it down and get really to the heart of it, I, I help people work with their minds because the mind is what is the cause of your experience of reality, like whatever is happening in the mind, in your mind. And, um, so you change the mind you change your world, the whole world changes. So that's what I do. I really work with beliefs and limiting beliefs and we can call it all kinds of things. I can, I call it mental yoga, Um, call it self inquiry. One of the main tools I use for it is something called the work of Byron Katie. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but I have, yeah. So I do a lot of, uh, Self inquiry in, in that way, and there's a lot of things we do, but not Dallas. It wasn't Dallas, and it wasn't my my <laughs> ex. But you, the twenty your twenties are tough, man. Sure. Your twenties. I
0: think of- yeah, twenties twenties were tough for sure. A lot of uh, I was I was just thinking about this yesterday. I was writing about how. um, Socrates talked about how the unexamined life is not worth living. And I feel like a lot of us, many of us, and this is myself included, feel as you felt, feel we're trapped, and we realize, oh my gosh, I am doing all the things that were supposed to make me happy, that I thought were going to, I pursued and worked hard to get them. And now here I am in this prison of my own design, which makes it yes. extra, extra sucky. So how do I how do I break free? And the only way is to You certainly go on a journey, but it doesn't need to be you're leaving your geography because, but you do need to figure out how to, how to shift things up.
1: Yes. And, you know, and that's the thing is I, I like to ground a lot of my teaching in, in the innocence, in the innocent nature of the mind, like how innocent it is. We just, we don't know what we don't know Mm -hmm. and we can't know it. And that's how it's innocent. It's like, there's no way I could have done it differently it was what was going on for me at the time and it was so it was honest in that way i was honestly believing the thoughts in my mind <laughs> and that's really all any of us are ever doing is just innocently believing the things that are moving through our minds without stopping to question it or stopping to really look and slow down enough to notice what what's happening in the mind and how quickly i attached to the stories that are going through the mind and so that's what was happening for me in my 20s i'm thinking dallas sucks my husband sucks everything you know all of these people suck and i just believe it and i never was taught like how to no one ever said susan you don't have to believe everything that goes through your mind you know so now I, I I try to tell myself that and other people if they're interested and how to do that like how to go through that process.
0: What kind of a weird thing, right? That just because the thoughts are in my brain or in my mind and I'm thinking them and I'm feeling this doesn't make it true or or accurate. But until I sort of have that wake up moment. And why would I do anything other than just assume that, 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 that they're correct because they're mine.
1: That's it. I, no one had told me. And then I started my practice of meditation and and really just becoming the word is awareness, you know, just aware, hmm. aware of the thoughts. First of all, be, just becoming aware of what's going on in the mind and being able to identify thoughts because they happen so fast, you know, for most of us, we're just like, happening 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 and i call it like being dreamed we're being dreamed we're not doing it on purpose i'm not sitting here like thinking okay i'm gonna think this next right it's a a happening and in that way it's innocent because it's just i'm being dreamed past future past future past future and asleep to it but then and we can wake up and somebody comes along and helps us out. We get a good teacher, a good guide that's like, hey, stop, wake up. What What's happening in your mind right now? And notice that it's just imagination. It's not actually the physical reality, you know, like what's happening in the physical reality is usually there's not ever really a problem. It's just the story that we make about it. Right? And so
0: Yeah. And how does how does yoga fit in?
1: Well, that is yoga, really. I mean, yoga is the realization of your truest nature. And it's so yoga is who you would be without your story. Who you would be without the story of past future. And so that's what is underneath all of that what is the thing that does not change because all of this stuff is temporary right all of this stuff has a beginning and an end a birth and a death a physical body thoughts all of that is temporary so yoga is the like what is is there something that does not change the absolute or some people would call it god Yoga is a system for self-realization, capital S, self. And so yoga asks that question, who am I? Who am I? Meaning, who is that self? Capital S, self. Who is, and um, that is the way that I help people. I mean, outside of asana, which is physical postures, we actually, you know, I do yoga, the The way that um, most of us do yoga when we think of that word yoga. And I also do yoga in this mental way. But um, meaning just to notice thoughts, identify thoughts, become aware of what's happening in the mind. And um, sit in contemplation and meditation for the realization of what you're not so that you can realize the truth of what you are. And who you are. And I, yeah. And so a lot of people um, separate mind and body. You know, you hear that a lot, like mind, body, spirit. In my mind, it's the same. They're one and the same. They can't be separated. Mind, body go together. So if you work with the mind, body follows. It could be no other way. So I work with both. And to me, also, when you work with body, you work with mind, right? They're very bi-directional. They work together. So I wanted to clarify that, you know, when I say mind, I'm not to, for your listeners, for everyone listening out there. Like when I say mind, I'm not making a, a hard separation or delineation between mind and body to me, they are one and the same. You work with one, the other follows.
0: I love it so the the course the yoga sex and death course there is the physical movement that most of us think about when we think about yoga yes and then there's 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 training which will teach me how to do the things that we've been talking about and then make it a consistent practice yes
1: yes Yeah, so I basically um, help people understand some principles of yoga. And then we take those principles of yoga and apply them to um, sexuality, healing our sexual selves, looking at our sexual selves. And I mean like the psychological sexual self and understanding what's blocking us from intimacy on all levels, not just physically, like true intimacy. And so you can see, I don't know. So that connection to yoga, it's the intimacy with God or source, whatever word works um, for you. It's different for everyone, but that intimacy with self, capital S self, and then once that's there okay how do i translate that to others bring others in and um and then ultimately we get into to death and death in the metaphorical sense like death of the ego as well as the the big let go of death of the physical body so it's not just ego death that we're talking about but we do go through the tibetan buddhist practices for what happens when what that tradition um says happens when the physical body dies and we get into why somebody would want to be prepared for that for me it's like the ultimate thing it's at the heart of my life like let's prepare now that's what this life is about and one of the ways we do that is exactly with what i'm i'm talking about georgia like this this who am I without my story? It goes so deep and it feels sometimes like a death to let go of this person that I think I know, like this is who I am. This is the life, this, this life, this body, these people, this is who I am. And we, we question all of those things. And to do that, can feel very scary and confronting, but also on the other side of it is, oh my goodness, freedom and peace and love, all of the things.
0: So who am I? I am. Oh, I, I, I grew up here. I did this thing and then I went to this school and now I did this work and I'm involved with these things. Well, no, that's not who you are. Those are just things that you've done let's actually explore and peel back the things that you've done and remove your story from who you actually are.
1: Yes. For, you know, I feel like a very inclusive way that feels a little gentler for me is to say, okay, and you are these things. And, mm. and, you know, so, because there's different perspectives from different spiritual traditions and yoga traditions that get into these, you are not the body and some say yes you are and and from a tantric perspective the tantric perspective would say i am these things also and and there's more to the story that's not the period at the end of the sentence these things are real and and it is and there's more and the truest part you know meaning the thing that does not die what is that and let's know that because most of us are very well versed in knowing all of this like who i am in terms of my name and my body and my job and where i live and all of those things most of us have that down so this is about now let's let's um look a little deeper
0: that's a a much more delicate and nuanced and appropriate way to say what i did so thank you (laughs)
1: I'm with you though. I'm with you. I mean, I, I, that is it.
0: The thinking about your actual death, does that help to, does that help help also inform perspective? If, if, if I, if I face and come to terms or if that's the right term or not, do you understand what I'm asking?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, well it has for me. And so that is the experience that I speak to. And I'm curious about what, what about you for you, when you think about death your own death, does it, how do you feel? What does it do for you? Does it do anything?
0: I think about it and I think about it almost every day. I visualize it and I try and use it as a tool to, to, to hasten my, my actions and to, to give myself a a greater sense of urgency and, and importance for what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. Amazing. I got goosebumps. I do it every day. That's, it's so rare that I hear that because death is often something that is scary for us to talk about. And, um, you can, then you can speak to this. And and I imagine that it is a practice that does put things into perspective in your life and also creates a certain kind of freedom. Because when you confront this fear of death and work with it and stay in relationship with it, it can't help but change everything in your life because there's a certain freedom that comes with the relieving of that fear it's like wow my life opens up because that fear of of dying um is no longer there but it does it does really put things into perspective and I feel like there's so many lessons in death that are lessons for life. There, there's a book called the Tibetan book of living and dying by Sogyal Rinpoche. Mm -hmm. And I carry, I've carried that book with me for years. I travel so much. And it's like one of the books that I, I just have carried with me. And the reason that I carry it with me is because I feel like it's a manual for life. And when people say to me, it's Susan, like, this is so morose. (laughs) You're, you're thinking about death all the time. And I don't feel that way. Like I feel like I have a manual for life because there's so much that death has to teach us about life. I mean, a concrete example I'm going to, I'll give you is, um, because it's fresh of mind. I was talking about it just a couple of days ago. Um, two things that the, that the tradition says, the gift you can give somebody who's dying is to say two things to them before they die. And one is I give you permission. Mm -hmm. I give you permission to die and two, Mm -hmm. I'll be okay. And I just, it's so moving to me to hear those words. And I think that there's so much for me, at least to learn about that in life Because how often do we hold on to people or hold on to our ideas about what people should do and how they should be because they need to take care of us emotionally in some way. Um, And how loving it feels to be able to let somebody go. I mean for their own sake (laughs) and that really feels like love to me and I feel like um that's just something that I work with in life so there's that's just a small example of how studying death and um what happens when you die can help you in life in your relating, and in your intimacy with others, and in your intimacy with yourself, so oh,
0: I love it. Yeah, I think that that's super powerful. Yeah, and uh, very bold of that human being to have titled the book that they wrote, uh, the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying. So I appreciate I appreciate audacity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what am I going to write this? I know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'd be um curious to hear your thoughts. You should, you know, read it, see what you think. Uh it's it's I'll absolutely
0: pick up a copy of it. I wrote it down. I will pick it up <clears throat> and we'll do a follow-up, Susan.
1: Yeah, we should. I would love it. I would love to join you again. We could talk oh. all about it.
0: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, Susan, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you, the Samarasa Center, and where can they do the uh, or find the course, Yoga, Sex, and Death?
1: So you can go to samarasacenter.com and also our Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram because we post. It's very current. Um, our website is as well. I offer Yoga, Sex, and Death in as level one. It is in retreat form, intensive retreat form. You can also do it as a six-week course. There's one happening in January in LA with one of uh, an amazing facilitator that I've trained over years to do this work. And you can also take Yoga, Sex, and Death as an online self-paced course. It's called Yoga, Sex, and Death Basics. So there's a few different entry points into how to take Yoga, Sex, and Death. Um, depending on what you're ready for. And then I have a YSD level two, a yoga, sex, and death level two for those people who are wanting to go deeper. And that is, those are eight modules over eight months. And then there's yoga, sex, and death level three, um, which is the facilitator training. You can find all of that information on samarasacenter.com. And you can stay up to date. You can also sign up for our newsletter um, through our Instagram profile, so please do. i I just there's nothing that fulfills me more than to hold this container for people willing to go inside awesome. and do their deep work. Yeah,
0: love it. Well, if you Thanks enjoyed as so much as I did, share Susan, your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to. Samarasacenter.com, Samarasa Center.com, S A M A R A S A Center.com. And check out everything that we've been talking about today. And then follow Susan and the Samarasa Center on Instagram as well. I'll certainly link all yes. those in the notes of the show.
1: Yeah. Good, Susan. Awesome. Thank,
0: thank you. And until next time, remember do your part by doing your best.